Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Uh, first off, go to TikTok at Speedjampar to see something, um, something different. I'm not even gonna describe what it is. Uh, yeah, well, we we got we got to read the word. The first word is diplopod. D i p l o p o d. Noun from circa 1864. The synonym is millipede because they got two of the pods the diplo double pod foot uh yeah that's uh that's what the etymology says let's end this tick tock thing clickety clickety clackety clook all right so uh the millipede we're not going to get to learn more about the millipede until uh very oh my god the stupid tick tock Long, long time ago is when we'll hear millipede and get to learn what millipede is. But yeah, basically they got uh, two, they, they they got many, many sets of double feet, one on either side of their body, just like humans do. Most humans, we, we, we are kind of diplopods because we got a pair, we got a double feet. Yeah, yeah, humans and millipedes, they're the same thing. Oh, I did not think of a sound effect ahead of time, so I, I sort of try to do something kind of maybe related to a word in the episode. Um, I don't know if there's anything real great here. Uh, I, I got an idea. Um, I will say, though, there is, there is a word later this episode that uh, some people might say is, uh, is uh, adult, explicit, whatever the hell. But, um, you know, we just don't really care about that here on this show because they're just words. Uh, if there is an extended interview, uh, if, a, if a guest is on and uh, we talk for a lot, a long time about a, a certain adult topic, I, I will probably set that to explicit. Uh, Karen O'Leary, Sarah Dysack, both of those were explicit. But, you know, for a word like dipshit, we're not going to label that as explicit. If you want me to uh, tag it as explicit, then you are a dipshit. No, I'm just being silly, but sometimes we have to say the swear words because they're fun to say. All right, it is time for a sound effect, which is... The next word is dipletine. It's going to be double something. Noun from 1925. A stage of meiotic prophase, which follows the pachytene, and during which the paired homologous chromosomes begin to separate and chiasmata become visible. I felt like I was reading another language. Diplotine is also an adjective. Um, okay, so we got meiotic prophase follows the pachytene. Pachytene, by the way, is spelled P-A-C-H-Y-T-E-N-E. Paired homologous chromosomes begin to separate. Uh, that's I can understand that the chromosomes chromosomes begin to separate and chiasmata, C H I A S M A T A. It begin it becomes visible. So is the chiasmata on the inside of the chromosome meiotic prophase? I think if I remember correctly from biology class, meiosis. Is that when a cell splits? Maybe? I don't know. There's something in my brain that's making me... Well, it does make sense because the chromosome begins to separate. So that... I I can justify that. Hopefully I'm right. 
Um, yeah, I don't know what the packetine is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't give you anything else. Sometimes my brain isn't listening when it's reading or thinking. It, it needs more than one time to fully hear or understand something. So going back, I hope you're the same way. Going back and listening, thinking, reading, concentrating hard really helps. Diplotine. The next word. Dip net. Two words, noun from 1820. A bag net with a handle that is used especially to scoop fish from the water. <laughs> uh, dip net is a transitive verb. Let's go dip netting and get some fish with a dip net. So is this the thing, <laughs> the scoopy net thing that people have at their house when they have fish? You gotta scoop out the fish sometimes. If you gotta clean the tank, you gotta move them into another tank, or maybe you gotta take them to the vet, or maybe there's a dead one, and you gotta scoop it out. Maybe there's too much poop. Maybe, I don't know what else is in the aquarium, but sometimes you gotta scoop them out. And it is called, I guess, the dip net, which makes sense because it's netting, and it dips into the water, usually not too far, but sometimes you gotta get it down in there. Maybe you're trying to catch a fast fish and it's a hard job. Dip net. Next word. Dipnowin or dipnowin. That's like practically the same thing. Dipnowin, dipnowin. D I P N O A N. Okay, dipnawin is a noun from 1883. The synonym is lungfish. Is this the one where they pulled it up from the water, the deep, deep water, and it looks like a sad old cartoon man or something? And they're like, this is the ugliest fish ever. Well, it's because you took it out of its pressurized home. This is what I learned from a science podcast, probably ologies. And uh, you took it out of its pressurized home down deep in the water, and it looked fine then. And now it's in this unpressurized place, and it feels very uncomfortable for the fish. So that's why it looks so silly. I don't know if that is a lungfish. We will need to put a link in the show notes for Dipnawin, a.k.a. the lungfish. Uh, this is from the Greek Dipnous which means having two breathing apertures, which is from di plus pnoi, which means breath, from plane, which means to breathe. <sighs> oh, we all need to remember to breathe. I sometimes don't. There's more of the word sneeze. Hachu, that would have been a good good uh, sound effect for this episode. Uh, lung fit. So, two breathing apertures. Is this saying it has two lungs? Does it have two nostrils? Two holes in which to breathe from? I'm not exactly sure of these apertures. I would think it's the hole, the aperture. Like our nostril would be a breathing aperture. Um, and I guess that's why I call it lungfish. Is it a transition fish from the water fish to the land animals and it has lungs and other fish don't have lungs? I feel like I should know this, but I don't. So let's let's look it up on the Wikipedia and put the, put the link in the show notes. And um, I had something else to say about it and I don't remember. Dipnoin lungfish. 
Dipody is next. D-I-P-O-D-Y, noun from circa 1844. A prosodic unit of measure of two feet or measure of two feet. A prosodic unit or measure of two feet. So is this literally talking about two feet, 24 inches? I guess that length is a dipody. What? Why would you do this? Why would you name this? Dipodic is an adjective, unless it's something else about the foot, feet, the feet at the bottom of your legs with the toes. Is it those two feet? Uh, This is from Greek dipos, which means having two feet. Yeah, two feet. Similar to diplopod, diplo is double, and die is two. It's basically the same thing. I mean, a a dip... Dippity, dippity. It's such a funny word, too. This added a Y to dipod? Dippity. Okay, whatever you say. Let's move on. Hey, hey, hey. Dipole. D I P O L E. It's probably. Oh, yes. Oh, I was literally just going to say the thing that I saw in the definition accidentally, so I'm not even going to say it. Noun. From 1912, 1A, a pair of equal and opposite electronic charges or magnetic poles of opposite sign separated especially by a small distance. A very short distance. So they're equal and opposite electric charges or magnetic poles. So does that mean that it's, wait, how equal and opposite? So is it two north or two south or one north and one south? I would think it's the one north and one south. Dipole. It's got the two poles. Yeah, that's probably the north and the south. So would the earth be dipole? Or is it a dipole? Well, there's not a small distance between them. So does it have to be? It says especially by a small distance. Okay, 1B is a body or system as a molecule having such charges or poles. So the electric... The electric charges or magnetic poles, if a thing has that, it can be called also a dipole. Okay, so yeah, the pair of the poles or the charges is the dipole, and then the thing that has that pair of poles or charges is also the dipole. Number two, a radio antenna consisting of two horizontal rods in line with with each other and with their ends slightly separated. Well, the first thing I thought of was the antenna that you put on the top of your house in the 80s, probably the 70s and the 90s. I don't know how far back they go. No, they go probably pretty far back, right? 30s? 40s? No, no, there wasn't really TV then. 50s, maybe the 50s. Okay, so it's, uh, I remember seeing, you know, it's got multiple poles sticking off of it, and I think two of them would have been horizontal, Um, And they're in line with each other with their ends slightly separated. Um, Yeah, maybe one of them is longer than the other. It's a dipole. It must have two of those charges or poles. Dipolar is an adjective. Dipole moment, noun from 1926. The moment produced by a magnetic or electric dipole, especially 
the product of the distance between the two poles and the magnetic of either pole. I don't know what we're talking about. It's just electricity and magnetism, which I think is fascinating, but I really don't know anything about it and can't describe it to you any further, so you have to go learn about it on your own. Sorry. Dipper is next. Noun from 1611. I think this is the longest word in the whole episode. Number one for dipper is one that dips. Just a dandy sorted dip. It dips, it's a dipper. Dippy dip, 1A. So one that dips as 1A. A worker who dips articles. What? Dips articles? I don't remember anything about an article when I read the word dip. I mean, there was a sheep dip, and there's the dip for the food, and let's see, your mortgage, and uh, was there any article dip plunging a thing into a thing? Huh, snuffing, or, or dipping snuff. I don't know what this article is. I feel like there's a lot of uh, me not knowing things in this episode. Okay, let's try 1B. Something as a long-handled cup used for dipping. Really, any sort of spoon-shaped thing is a dipper. You can use it as a dipper, but there are some that are better. You know, a ladle, because the spoon shape is uh, perpendicular to the the holding, what is it, the, uh, the hand, the handle... It's perpendicular to the handle. Uh, th- that's a better dipper. You're gonna be able to scoop up more. But if your if your handle and your spoon shape are all in line with each other, you're, it's gonna be very hard to dip. One C. It is slang for pickpocket. And yes, uh, just the word dip itself, the noun was also slang for pickpocket. So they were called dips or dippers because they would dip into your pockets and pick at them. They would pick it, pick it, pick and pick. Number two, any of a genus of birds that comprise an ocine family and include individuals that wade and dive into swift mountain streams in search of food. Called also water ousel. O-U-Z-E-L. I have never heard of a water ousel or a dipper for that matter. Uh, it's not like I'm a birder. I just know a handful of birds. So the genus name is Synclus, uh, especially the name, oh, I guess it's Synclus Synclus. And that is of the Old World. And then also Synclus Mexicanus is of North America. So these are a couple examples of this dipper bird also called water ousel. Oh, and the family name is Synclidae. So it says that they they wade and dive into swift mountain streams. So they swim in the stream, and they're flying around them. What sort of food are they eating? Is it fish in the stream? Is it insects, maybe? Hmm. Let's put a link in the show notes, I guess. The next word is dippy. Adjective from 1899. And the other forms are dippier and dippiest, which I just think is funny. Is that dippier than that? No, no. 
I've said this joke before, but it's just every once in a while you get a good word that you're like, I never thought of the, the E-R or the E-S-T forms of that word. Never thought about that. Dippy, dippier, dippiest. The synonym is just foolish, so I definitely feel like I am the dippiest of podcast hosts. Dippiness is a noun. Spencer has so much dippiness. He is a dip and, uh, and oh, and also, he's a dipshit. One word, noun from 1962. This is usually vulgar, no shit. And it is a stupid or incompetent person. Don't be a dipshit. Use your brain, you dippy. I mean, what else can you really say about the word dipshit? It's just a very good word, a fun thing to call people. And it's very satisfying to say, dipshit. Next. <laughs> Dipso. Noun from 1881. Affected with dipsomania. Which probably isn't a good thing, so I shouldn't have said it like that. It's the next word, dipsomania. Dipsomania. Or just dipsomania. Noun from circa 1844, an uncontrollable, uncontrollable craving for alcoholic liquors, or liqueurs, if you want to spell it and say it that way, and be all fancy-like. I have never heard of this word. Dipsomaniac is a noun. Dipsomaniacal is an adjective. And this is from the Greek dipsa, which means thirst. And then just the lower Latin mania at the end. You can put mania on the end of anything and it's going to make it sound fun, maybe, possibly, maybe not. Let's see. So um, what? I've never heard of this specific term being used for someone who has an uncontrollable craving for alcoholic liquors. Is this a medical name for this? Is this a like a disease? Or would you just call an alcoholic a dipsomania? Um, and then uh, the dipso, one affected with dipsomania, ha- they are a dipso. Hmm. This this is kind of a new word for me. Okay, the next word. Oh, my throat did a weird thing. Dipstick. Noun from 1927. One. A graduated rod for indicating depth as of oil in a crankcase. So, uh, rod for indicating depth. It just You fill up the thing with the oil. You want to see how much oil you, ha- oil you have. Oil you have. And um, you stick the dipstick in the thing, and it's got lines uh, that say how many maybe millimeters or centimeters or inches or something, or maybe just num- random numbers. 1, 4, 17, 82... I have 82 oil. Uh, And then you stick it in the thing and you pull it out carefully and you see where the oil went up to and you read off the number so you sound like you know what you're doing and then you make sure you have a towel there so you wipe it off and then you put the dipstick back in the thing. I have probably done this two times in my life. Possibly more. I genuinely, I don't, I don't, maybe, yeah, a couple of times, that might be it. I guess, should I do it more? Should I check my dipstick in my car more? 
Okay, uh, number two for dipstick. The synonym is nitwit. Dipstick nitwit. And it is a euphemism for dipshit. They're very... It's if you, if you want to be nicer, if you don't want to swear, instead of saying dipshit, you can say dipstick. Because it almost sounds like you're going to say it. But it should have been something with an SH sound. A dip shirt. Dip shit, dip shirt. Those are a lot more close than dipstick. Dipstick is still pretty good. What did we just watch? We watched something where somebody was trying to not swear, kind of. And instead of saying, oh, I can't remember. I'm ruining this. I'll think of it later, maybe. Number three for dipstick, a chemically sensitive strip of paper used to identify one or more constituents of urine by immersion. And the example of these constituents are glucose and protein. So uh, it's it's checking your urine for a thing. I imagine this kind of maybe being like, um, what was it, that the acid or base test when you stick a thing in a liquid and the color it changes is going to be tell you whether it's acid or base and how much along that spectrum. So maybe this is a similar thing, but it's checking your pee-pee and... uh, it's, they call it a dipstick. Should be called a, p- a pee stick? Nah. The next word. <laughs> Dipterin. Adjective from circa 1842 of relating to or being a fly. Are you being a fly? Let's go be a fly. Um, And it, then it says sense to a... Now, is that is that must be the 2A definition for the word fly. It doesn't really say that, but that must be what it is. It's the little buzzy fly. Dipteron or dipterin is a noun, and dipteris is an adjective. So dipteris today being like a fly. This is from the Greek dipteros, which means two-winged or two-winged from di plus pteron, which means wing. Double wings, the two wings. Couldn't they be called diplaterons? Diplaterons? There's more of the word feather. Double wings. So I believe they have actually... So you'd think that a pair of wings would be a double wing, uh, but or two-winged, but I think they actually have two sets. That's why it's the two-winged. They got, you know, one closer to the head and one closer to the butt, I guess. They're probably pretty close together. I don't know. I haven't really looked at a fly that close, but I, I think, I mean, I have, but I think they might have a double set of wings, and that's why they're called dipterins. All right. There is one more word for this episode. Hey, wouldn't it be terrible, terrible if I looked over at this recorder and it wasn't recording? That would have been probably the longest I've ever gone to re-record a whole thing. I did the sound effect. The word is dipterocarp. D-I-P-T-E-R-O-C-A-R-P. Dipterocarp. Noun from circa 1876. Any of a family of tall, hardwooded, hardwood tropical trees, chiefly of southeastern Asia, that have a two-winged fruit. A two-winged fruit? 
and are the source of valuable timber, aromatic oils, and resins, especially a tree of the type genus. Of, it's a tree of the type genus, and then it says the, the genus, but it's in parentheses, which is Dipterocarpus. That makes sense. Um, and then the family name is Dipterocarpaceae. Dipterocarpaceae. Uh, they're trees. Tropical trees, chiefly in southeastern Asia. But I don't understand what this two-winged fruit thing is. What what fruit has wings? Yeah. The dipterocarp fruit? It's from dipteros. Mm, and then also carpos, which is just the suffix carpus with a C. And I don't know what dipteros means, but it's probably double... It must be double-winged. But I don't know what carpus... Yeah, so it's double-winged fruit tree thing. All right. All right. Radio, what what were the words in this episode? We had diplopod, diplotine, dipnet, dipnewin, dipody, dipole, dipole moment, dipper, dippy, dipshit, dipso, dipsomania, dipstick, dipterin, dipterocarp. Okay, let's see. What have we got here? The dip net was just a fun word. Fun little scoopy fish thing. I did not understand the electricity stuff. Dipper's a good one. I'm leaning to either dip shit or dip stick. And I feel like it's a little on the nose if I pick dip shit. So dip stick seems better. Also, I think it's kind of funnier to call somebody a dip stick than a dip shit. It's like... It's just say dipshit. No, I'm making a choice to say dipstick just because I don't know why. Isn't it funnier? It's funnier if you say dipstick. First, it's just funnier. I don't know what you think, and I don't care. No, I do. So dipstick is the word of the episode. Dipstick, 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 dipstick. I think it's easier when you just sing the word instead of trying to come up with other words. Which I just did. Dipstick, 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 dipstick. That was the end of that. Thank you very much for listening. If you have, why have you? This has been Spencer dispensing information, sort of, kind of. Bye. Hello, my name is Michael Hunter. My buddy, David Spencer, and I have a new podcast all about one of our favorite internet sites growing up, HomestarRunner.com. You know, the guys that did... Looks like we're gonna have to jump! I said, come on, oh, we got to say, come on. We're going through every Flash cartoon on the site in release order. I've seen all of them, David has seen most of them, and David's wife Alexa pops in and watches them for the first time, just for the show. Come on, Fahuguapods, a Homestar Runner podcast, available wherever podcasts are sold, and at pipedreampodcast.com.